people here. Uh, not me, not you. <laughs> and uh, we are recording. Welcome to another podcast. What's up? Uh, Where am I looking? Here? Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that's mine? <laughs> I'm like, hey, oi. <laughs> Going? That's your camera. Right. That's my camera. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you can see yourself there. Yeah, well, I can see myself, but I'm like a little smaller. Yeah, yeah, a little bit smaller. Nah, I, I need, right. I need to get another screen. That's right, mate. mate. Sorry, man. Sorry. Nah, it's fine, bro. It's fine. We'll let it slide. Well, <laughs> this is time. Next time, I expect. I expect better. Oh shit! Nah, we <laughs> have, we have another creative, um, Eli. He's a sneakerhead. A dancer and an executive chef. Hello, Eli. Fuck, you make it sound crazy, bro. Fuck you know, yeah. Simple, simple stuff. It, it is crazy. <laughs> How you going? Good, man. Good. I'm excited to be here, bro. Like, obviously, you know, me and you, we go pretty far back now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's just, um, it's uh, crazy to see what you're doing. I mean, like I always say to you, like I always call you, I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm so proud of you. Like you just keep pushing the boundaries <laughs> and the envelope on what you do, man. Like you don't hear it enough from enough people, you know? Yeah, thanks, man. No, nah, I do it, you know, like, you know, and, you know, you you bring good people together, you know, and, you, and you're creating a scene and a space where like people can talk and, and have conversations about stuff that, you know, it's just enlightening and, and helps people grow and yeah, you know, I just love it, bro. I love what you do. And I love podcasts as well. So I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Uh, no, all good, bro. It's, uh, it is interesting. Like, um, I guess cause I've done a heap of stuff like throughout my life and, mm. uh, I've come across heaps of people and, um, with the emergence of like social media and like different mediums digitally and stuff like that, yep. just having the opportunity to um, express myself, but also magnify what's happening in other people's lives as well, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, you've got a gravitas to you, man. Like, I mean, like you bring people in and you, you, you can get the best out of them, if that makes sense. And that's, yeah. that's a really good quality, man. So like, I'm not trying to, you know, fucking, <laughs> Get up your ass in grass or whatever, but like hey, I'm just should, trying to be come, nice. You, you know should what come I mean? live here every day, and then you <laughs> yeah. can tell me all these great things about me. No, you know, like uh, you know, like is is I had a conversation with a, a friend of a friend the other day who's from the US, and he was saying, "Oh, bro, like it's gonna get ahead here, like with my arts and stuff like that." He's a musician and stuff, and he's like, "There is a lot of that." Like I don't feel like people. There is people that give props, but there's a lot of that sort of like you know tall poppy bullshit, you know. Yeah. Like, and also like being here today, like I'm a little nervous because it's like you know, imposter syndrome and all those sort of things. You're kind of like, who the fuck's going to want to listen to me talk, bro? I'm, I don't even want to hear myself talk, bro. Yeah, but... um, You know, I, I hate my own voice in that sense. I, I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. But then I think also it's this thing around repetition and mm. just continually doing it and being comfortable and confident. Mm. And you know what? If I get like two views on a podcast or a reel or I get like 10 likes... yeah. That's t- ten likes that someone's looked at it, and I'm go. You know what? That's fan- that's fantastic. Well, you gotta start somewhere, bro. 100%. But at, yeah, at the same time, it's kind of <clears> like I don't care if it goes viral or only a small amount of people view it. Like, well, the that's the, the difference day. between doing it for you and doing it for someone else. You're doing yeah. it for you because you love it. You know, you yeah. love talking, and look, we've had heaps of conversations over the last couple of years. So yeah, this exactly. is just another conversation for us, but we're we're going to talk about each other a little bit, exactly, rather than talk about what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool, bro. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, cool. so um, how long you been in hospitality, man? Bro, long time, long, long time. I um, I started working in hospitality when I was about sixteen. Yeah. Um, so like two years ago. <laughs> I wish. 
<laughs> Feels like decades ago, you, bro. You were born with that beard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I look alright for my age. I'm doing alright. Doing alright. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah. I started like just working in a local like sort of Chinese restaurant, and um, I was coming to the conclusion that like I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I wasn't like I was very, I was very good at arts and crafts and woodworks and stuff like that, but like academically, I was like oh, I just didn't have the patience or the attention span to fucking really give my all and like it just sort of didn't work for me and if i wasn't mm. being creative i was just like sh- they were just like oh you're gonna be a fucking you know dickhead you're gonna end up on the streets at bond park you know scabbing mm. ciggies or something for a dollar like hey, you know what all right so i asked my mom i said look this is what i want to do i want to travel and i want to be creative and i want to be able to do those things and earn a living and earn mm. something and also at the time um, I was obsessed with dancing freestyles and stuff like that. So, mm. and she was like, well, where I grew up, which is the blue mountains, there's not really a lot of dance up there. Like I did ballet and rock and roll when I was a little bit younger coming up. And, uh, I was like, uh, she was like, well, you know, you need a platform to pay for a platform. If that makes sense. Like mm. you need something to pay for your dream. Yeah. And we don't have any money to pay for it. So you're going to have to find that yourself. Yeah. So living in the Blue Mountains, there was, um, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Blue Mountains that's listening, but um, there is a really massive uh, hospitality culture up there because obviously it's uh, a World Heritage Site, the Three Sisters and the Sassafras Gully and all this sort of stuff because my mother yeah. actually worked, um, it was like one of the managers of tourism up there. So yeah, we right. did a lot of tourist Shout stuff. out to mum. Shout out to mum <laughs> if she's listening. I'll make sure I send her this anyway. Yeah, she's probably gonna have yeah, boy. <laughs> Mum's a word, huh? Um, so yeah, so there was a lot of, uh, hospitality work up there and they had a really good college up there called the Wentworth Falls Culinary School or something like that. Mm. So it was really cool, like place to become a chef and the, f- like some of the chefs I've worked with out there, like I have never worked with better, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Lillian Fields, shout out to Lillian Fields and stuff like that. It's just great. And I met some great chefs that, um, I worked with and yeah, the talent up there was insane and the food that you could produce cause you know, you're working at big hotels and stuff like that. They've got massive budgets and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so I did most of my apprenticeship up there. And then I ran around, ran up to Brisbane, worked with my cousin who opened a restaurant. And then I yeah, worked with him for a few years. He was um, a great mentor um, and a great chef. Um, and then I came back to Sydney and then I went back to Brisbane and then I went back to Sydney and just been traveling around between those two. And then my sister was in Melbourne. So I was like, fuck. Melbourne's a place to be when it comes to arts. Like she was like, because she's got like a master's in fine arts and she's a costume designer. She works for like 10 or 10 and all this stuff doing yeah, all this crazy wow. shit, you know, like she's, yeah. she's right in the scene of like, um, uh, you know, um, costume design. And she also owns a costume design shop or a costume shop yeah. um, out of Preston called The Costumery. So if you have any costumes, plug. Boom. Boom. There you are. Extra plug for you. I always, I love, I always love a good costume. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a costume. Dress up parties are the best, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, you get to be someone else for a day. Well, not just that. I think the whole process of like just getting into it, you know, like you go a hundred percent into a particular character and you dress yeah. up, you know. Like I'm always, I'm always the one that goes like all out. Yeah, you know, and you method um, acted through it. Yeah, like yeah. if there's a th- particular theme, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then I do everything that I possibly can do to actually get that happening. Yeah. You're like Andy Coffin for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds like it was just like the whole creative streak was kind of a little bit in the family. And, mm. you know, I think uh, kudos to you to, you know, if you're living in the Blue Mountains morning to actually kind of like do something 
you know, that you'd be passionate about. And that's how you kind of got into hospitality and yeah. cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. But then, ha- and, and so you, you mentioned that you did like dance mm. and like ballroom and like stuff, mm-hmm. rap and stuff like that, like freestyle. Like how did you, how did that kind of, um, one come about and two impact you kind of like growing up? Um, I think when we're younger, we're always searching for something that, um, is our identity in the way that we can express ourselves, if that makes sense. So like, I think dance was a way that I felt like I could express myself visually. And I felt like when I was freestyling or when I do dance, especially through freestyle, I, um, can really go into that Goldilocks zone. Of, of what, you know, you kind of just aren't even there. You just, you're just movement. You know D- what I mean? Dance like no one's watching you. 100%. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, um, when I was growing up, like I was, um, just like Michael Jackson was like, just, I was just, could just like, just watch his videos and just, yeah. you know, like, and yeah. I, I started, so that's where my kind of, um, yeah, movement to hip hop and all the other styles that I learned throughout the years. But I started like, cause obviously there was no real, there was no Michael Jackson classes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like all that was out to offer was like rock and roll, which is like, you know, like partner dancing and ballet, which my mum taught me. I did a couple of lessons like, that's not for me. Yeah. So yeah, so I started Michael Jackson dancing and then um, I went to like, you know, do competitions and like Michael Jackson impersonating competitions and stuff like that oh, and stuff shit. like that. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I was never the best, but um, I was always, I always tried to be different. Like I always try to do my impersonation of what I think it should be rather than just being like nailing exactly what he did. Yeah. And right. I think that was where my like, my gray area was. It's like, I want to be like Michael Jackson, not yeah does right. that make sense yeah, yeah yeah it does like put your own kind of like twist to yeah how he kind of did things but bring your own character to it yep yep often imitated never replicated often imitated never replicated yeah I like that. yeah yeah that's how i feel about him because there's so many people that can do what he do but it's just never the same yeah 100 mm. percent. and i guess um you know it's there's that saying as well bit of a tangent but there's that saying like uh you die twice oh yeah i love that saying you die when you physically die and then you die when the last person says something about you oh okay oh no that's not the one i right. yeah uh-huh. so when the last person says something about you and mm-hmm. no one else talks about you ever again that's when you die the second time oh yeah yeah, yeah. and so because michael jackson's you know, Michael Jackson, mm. he's kind of like still living because yeah. people are still talking about him. Yeah, yeah. You know, And also there's a lot of like, uh, look, you know, there's a lot of stuff around that. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, is he really dead? Not even is that, like just island? the bullshit that like, I mean like not bullshit, but like, you know, I just try and stay away from all the, yeah. all the noise. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, there is, there is possibilities of whatever that is, but I don't want to get into it, but like. I only ever, like, if I don't have to like you to like what you do as an artist, like, I'm sure, like, people, like, don't like me as a person and don't like, but, like, my food or, like, who are you? <laughs> who are you <laughs> like, my food like or my life. style of dance or whatever what, it is what, that I what do. What are you uh, doing with your life? <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. He's just, a G. <laughs> mate, everyone's got to have someone that doesn't like him out there. You know, Bro, if you're not shaking the if you're not shaking the boat a little bit, you're not living your full when, life. When when you when you're 
getting any little bit of success, mm. you're always going to have haters. Oh, it's right. actually, it's actually, a, I think it's a, um, it's a, it's a measurement of success mm. when people have so much envy and jealousy around what you're doing and how oh, you do things. Um, and yeah, it does kind of like piss me off, but then it's kind of a bit like, oh, well, you You'd know, get like that you, heaps, man, you're going to get that. Like right? there's, there's going to be like, there's, there's going to be some like, uh, you know, some guy out there on Instagram that, you know, can't, you know, like meet the p- women that you get to shoot every fucking day. <laughs> well, that's true. There's going to be someone out there that's envious of what you do and is going to hate you for it. And that's yeah. just fucking life, man. You know? So yeah. you just got to rise above it and just get on with it. You know? Yeah. The re that. How I rise above it is I just continue to just be myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're a fucking dude too, man. So oh, I wouldn't oh. worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> I, was at a, I was at a shoot yesterday, a uh, big group event shoot, and um, one of the photographers, uh, like, you know, the, the, most photographers are introverted and, um, you know, like kind of came up to me and was like, hey, man, I've been like, following you for a while. I yeah, can't believe I'm meeting you, you know? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. show me the photos that you're getting, you That's know, it. and all this type of stuff. So, um, yeah, like I'm just a everyday normal fucking person that's had an extraordinary life and I'm yeah. just trying to like highlight other great things that other people do, you know? Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, um, yeah, 100%. Like, it, it, it's all about how you act in them. Like, if you act like a douche when someone's just trying to be a dude, like, just, it's, yeah, it's not worth it, man. Like, you might as well just stay yeah. humble, man. Because yeah. yeah, people are just going to enjoy being around you way more. Even, like, what do they say? Like, um, be careful who you're a cunt to on the way up because you never know who needs you're going to need help from on the way down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. That, like, that guy that you were like, oh, fuck off, mate. Yeah, exactly. But you could have been like the next thing and then like, you know, you could be on your way down. He's like, do you want to do a collab or whatever? Like, and he's like, fuck off you. you know? All right. So this is the last question I'm going to ask about hospitality. But right. uh, what is, well, it might be the last one. What is your signature dish that you absolutely that love and you absolutely heaps, love cooking? I don't, uh, look, I get asked that a lot. Um, a signature dish. I think because I've worked in so many different kinds of culinary um, cuisines in the mm. sense, because um, I've done obviously worked at different, like with a lot of chefs that have done different kind of food styles. Um, I, I was a pastry chef for a long time as well. And I really love the way that you can design things from pastry like chocolate chocolate mm. like chocolate and sugars and all these like sort of you know molds and sprays and all these things you can do you can get so creative and so it can look so beautiful on a plate like just like so beautiful that you can't even eat it like it's just like this is art like and this is yeah, art. It's and intricate. it's an edible art you know yeah, yeah. and that's what makes it beautiful is the fact that you someone spent hours and hours designing and, and, and getting this on a plate just for you to destroy it and that's what makes it beautiful as well the fact that it was art and now it's in your body and it's giving you yeah. the feeling of like excitement and sugar and stuff oh, it's fucking making me hungry <laughs> where's the pizza's at <laughs> i can't eat pizza oh, i was just like, well like i can't eat pizza can't eat but one. like if i eat pizza i just fucking smash the whole thing oh yeah it's not like yeah. mate pizza's pretty good yeah mm. Um, all right, it's so good. so you more like sweets or savory? Um, more look, sweets? Uh, generally, like what my cuisine is normally like um, Asian fusion. 
French fusion. So like I like to fuse like different Asian cultures through uh, f- my French training over the years. Yeah. So like obviously like most most professional kitchens are like a French uh, background, if that makes sense. Like yeah. a French model, I w- would you say? Um, and then um, you know obviously um, I grew up with a stepmother who was Asian chef actually. So right, w- w- not grew up, but like she was married. She was with my father um, and she used to show me a lot of Asian food and I was really inspired by that. And then, you know, just I just I just love Asian food as well. It just tastes so good, man. Like, you know, yeah. and you can't go wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you just, you just, it's just oh, the flavors, the flavor. I'm Asian. <laughs> I just, I just, I get very nostalgic whenever I'm like walking around like an Asian kind of, you know, area and, mm walking in the Asian supermarkets and yeah, going, oh, like pointing best. things out, like, oh, mm. you know. Like just like you got like something off the shelf, you're like, what is this? I'm taking this home. I'm yeah. going to put it through. So this is, is oh, it's the best. And it's like yeah. you get home and it, it can be bad. Like I've had bad it experience. Can, it, it can be bad, But, yeah. you know, it, it not more often than not, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, and then, so from a dance point of view, mm-hmm. you like, is there a particular like style that you really enjoy? Because you also teach dance. Yeah, I, oh, I have actually, um, obviously, because I just took on a little bit of an extra role with my um, my cooking. But um, I have teached a little bit throughout the past and was teaching for um, a, a year or so, just like casually. But mm-hmm. um, it's something that um, you can kind of do like on and off, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. so, it's something like, I mean, there's, I have friends out there that do it full time. Um, I have friends out there that, you know, like do, that's all they do is they just go to each studio throughout the week and teach or whatever like that. So, yeah, right. So you can do it full time if you wanted to, but um, I like to break my life up a little bit, you know. I think having a bit of variety helps. 100%. 100%. Uh, well, certainly for my personality, which is why I like like doing like lots of different things all, always all, all, different. all at the same time. <laughs> and people are like, how are you even like sleeping? Mm. I'm like, oh, sleep's just one of those things that you schedule in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like training as well. Like, you yeah, know, we have this like conversation. Training. It's yeah. like just before, like, uh, I got told this years ago, like by someone that was, uh, you know, a phenomenal trainer. It was like, it's not something you, you put as a chore. It's just a lifestyle change that you have to make, make sure that's in there every day. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not crazy big or anything, but I do it for my stability and mental stability and, and, yeah. and, and just helps my like overall life you know and lifestyle that i like to live yeah like when you do exercise you're um yeah you're kind of like um putting your body through physical exertion Mm. but that physical exertion is also cleansing like your mind at the same time and it allows you to uh have more clarity i think Mm -hmm. on either some of the things that you've got going on or, uh, you know, some some challenges that you're facing, yeah. you know, like in your day-to-day. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of just helps you alleviate mm-hmm. and bring everything back to, like, a foundation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It puts, you, it puts you level headed mm. is what, is, you know, like it le- keeps you level. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah, I think you need that certain – if you're just sitting in front of a computer all day and then you – go sit on the couch and sit in front of a TV all night and then go sit in a computer every day. Like I yeah. feel like you need, I don't know. This is just my speculation on the matter. I, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. yeah I can't yeah, exactly. speak for anyone else. But exactly. I feel like I feel better if I push myself to did do you, stuff. Did you just dodge my question? 
Maybe. What uh, was the question I was again? like, <laughs> what is your favorite style of dance? Did oh, you? yeah, I did dodging. <laughs> Just sneaky like that. No, um, definitely like I would say like I think the most creative style of dance for me and where I can be like the most creative is like what they call is urban choreography. Right. So it's like two modern urban songs like hip-hop-ish sort of gangster rap, whatever you want to do. But you create um, like a choreography around that. That right. makes sense. But right. I, I, personally I really like um, freestyle but um, – yeah, I think that's where um, I like to, to, to put my energies towards. And, and that's what I normally teach as well. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Just give me a second. I keep getting these freaking notifications. Yeah, for sure, bro. Boom. All right. So, so like urban freestyle. Well, yeah. Urban or freestyle. like. Yeah, urban choreography. Urban choreography. I think that's the and, and you the, and you've like name for it. you've done dance with like shows and yeah, like pretty yeah. big shows, right? Like um, what were they like? I'm not. I wouldn't say super big. Like I've I've done some openings for some bigger acts, but never really danced with anyone super big. Right. Like I've been in the same building and opened for like Trey songs or something, you know, years ago or something. You know, you know like on the same that's cool. sh- shared a so- like a shared a stage or you know danced in clubs and you know been like a club dancer and been yeah. on stage for all different musicians and stuff over the years but not as much as i probably could have done and i did full time and i did all that stuff as well um i think the biggest thing and what i say to anyone that comes to me for advice about dance is i, I always say like <clears throat> and this is just you know obviously I, i'm just, just saying what i think you should do yeah is like you can as a dancer, you should, if you really want it, if it's something that you have to have and you know you can't ever not be anything else, you need to put yourself in 110%, not 100, 110%. Like you, mm. you need to literally throw yourself into that world and just do everything you can to really create a brand for yourself. Like I suck at self-promoting, bro. Like that is so hard. Like to be a self-promoter, like you're good at it, but I'm not someone that really goes, hey, look at me, look at me, guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Is that what you think I do? <laughs> no, in, in, in speculation. It's, it's, it's usually just me acting like an idiot whenever I post anything about myself. Or yeah. Like, you know, because I just love, like, I don't know, I get I get a lot of enjoyment out of making people laugh. <laughs> yeah. And, Your shit's uh, funny. And, like, I don't know, you know. Um, but, like, I, I get what, I get I what just, you're saying. I'm just, I guess I'm just, like, I've just kind of, like, maybe <clears> just that, like, scared of, like, what, you know, like, I've just never been really someone that, like, wants too much attention. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not really an attention, like, seeker. Like, obviously, if I'm in a club and I'm dancing, I might be, like, you know, trying to show people how fucking whatever, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I self-promotion d- I, is tricky. I always struggle with it, bro. And I'm not saying it's, like, I actually envy someone like you, even though I'm, like, ah, but, like, I wish I had that in me mm. and years ago to be able to just go, like, boom, you know, this is me, bang, you know, here I am, everybody. And I think that is a crazy trait for people to have. If you've got that, like, really push that, you know what I mean? Because that's going to help you grow. And, um, yeah, just just get out there, like, travel, like, to the U.S. Like, it's it's just crazy over there. Where From a dance point of view? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is, there, there is uh, yeah, there's a lot of work over there and there's a lot of growth over there. And I think, like, everyone that I know from here that goes there, like when they come back, the more they go there, the more like contacts they make there. They seem to, they get really big here. Mm. 
I don't know what it is. You know that, like as a photographer yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just because it's a it's a different um, playing field, mm. right? And when you're when you uh, on a different playing field, you gain different experience and you gain different skills. Mm. And then when you come back to this playing field here, people are like amazed. Yeah, 100%. or they're like. Um, <clears throat> You know that they they, they the more opportunities open up and present themselves. Yeah, and so I think it is it is it, it is kind of still a little bit about that saying like knowledge is power. Hundred mm, percent. And um, if you go to another playing field like the US and you experience other things, you know you're gaining more knowledge yep. on what works and what doesn't work. And then when you come back here, you know you're kind of um, you use that knowledge, you know, to progress yourself here and people will see that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I, and I've said on a number of podcasts now, like we live on an island. Yeah. Right. And so if you're ever, if you're, if you're thinking you're ever wanting to like come up with something new, the best thing to do is to look outside, look outside the island, mm. look at what's going on in the US, look at what's going on in Asia, look at what's going in like South America or, you know, Europe or whatnot and um, guarantee there'll be other people that are either in the same position or they're doing stuff slightly different to, you know, progress themselves. Yeah. You know, um, whenever I tip photographers, whenever you want to get some inspiration, look at other people from other countries on what they're doing. Because some of their stuff is like absolutely crazy. Yeah. There's always everything you do, even if you do it to your best of your ability, there'll always be someone out there doing it better. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. And and I think the trick is to find that person and not be disheartened, but by be, be inspired. Exactly. You know, being inspired and yeah. supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's be, what you do, man. That's yeah. That's exactly what you do. Like I've sent photographers your way and you're like, yeah, I've just... Had a shoot with him or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sick, bro. Like, thanks for that. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a fucking cool thing to do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I do like what you say about, um, like, if you're wanting to take up dance, don't go in at a hundred percent. Go in at a hundred and ten percent. I think that's with everything. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna truly commit yourself, like, you need to understand every single aspect. And yeah. And that ten percent of like effort. Yeah. You know, and I guess some people will say, oh, how do I give 110% when you can, you know, the limit should only be 100. Yeah. But the reality is, is that that little bit of extra or that little bit more of an obsession or a passion, mm. you know, is the difference between one or 2% between you and the next guy. Yeah. Well, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is just that little bit extra. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, like I've been doing photography for like 11 years. Yeah. So it's taken me 11 years to get to where I'm at. And like, you know, people are like coming up to me at events going, oh, I've been following you for years. I'm like, well, I'm thinking, well, that's because I've been doing it for 11 years. That's it. You know. And You're a vet. And <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm kind of like, ah, I still don't know as much as what I'd like to know. Well, that's that's a perfect mindset to be in when you with know? anything. Like once you stop trying to grow, then you probably should just give up. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. if you, as soon as you say you know it all, then it's probably time. Like, I told that to my apprentices as well. Like, once you think you know it all, bro, then probably just go do something else because you're never going to stop learning about cooking or yeah. photography because there's always something new. There's always new equipment, whatever. There's always new dish. There's always new something coming out. Exactly. You know? exactly. There's a new way that they can make, I don't know, asparagus bright purple or something you know like who knows what you can do with it there's always there's always things happening are you are you coming out with a uh, bright purple asparagus maybe e- eli product that's 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 something that's possible what are you gonna call it um i have no idea purple headed the purple headed monster <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Damn>. no no <laughs> i thought we gone there custard chakra that's probably for the younger listeners, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> this this, this uh, YouTube channel is explicit. Whatever we can that's just good, talk, talk about, whatever. That's good. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with you, and I definitely think from a creative point of view, like mm. the possibilities are just endless. You know? I think, I think, like why uh, why I say that is because like well, I feel like sometimes I did give a hundred percent, but sometimes I, I was obviously like I took I took up two passions that actually take a lot out of you like like most people will say oh being a chef that's you have to be you have to sacrifice this you have to sacrifice that you have to you know like you can't do this on the weekends you can't do this. like it takes um a lot of sacrifices from your personal life to mm. um and those things that you would do as a chef they almost fall in line with the things that you do as a dancer if that makes sense like mm-hmm. you know you you need to be at gigs at night or whatever like you mm. know and you need to have the energy to do it and stuff so but what I said about the 10% is that whatever you think is 100%, you need to go harder than that. Because mm. your mind might not, you might think that you're going 100%, but you're actually not. You mm. need to push past that 100%. And that will create that. That is the growth part of it. Yeah. That's just what I think. And that's what I would take away from that. Well, uh, so my interpretation of that is if you're pushing that extra 10%, that that extra 10% at some point becomes muscle memory or it becomes just your norm. So mm. your 110% ends up being your 100%. That's exactly right. And then you can push a little bit more. That's you it. Push That's a your growth. Bit more. Yeah. And so if you're pushing that 10% or even 1% every single day, mm-hmm. you know, from January 1 to December 30, 31st, mm-hmm. You know, like you are going to be so far ahead than what you were when it was January 1. Yeah. Well, like like th- that's exactly it. And that also comes from one of my favorite books, which most people have read, like Atomic Habits. Yeah. You know, just that just that little incremental increase in everything. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like if you put an ice block in a room or whatever and you set it to a certain degree, it doesn't stop melting until like just like a 1% difference where it starts to melt. Yeah. And it's just that that little push every day like just to keep pushing yourself in that sense but you know speaking about ice how uh, how are the ice baths going oh yeah i actually ah! no i didn't actually do one t- I, so like i took it down because we had like all that rain and it was yeah. full of crap so um I but I, had, done, I went to the gym this morning and then yeah man it's it's hard like i think once you stop it, it's harder to get back into it but i yeah. did have a sauna and an ice shower a cold shower today nice because i was like i want my brain to be Firing on Sindel's mess, you know, as best I could, you know, yeah. to have a chat with you today because 
And I'll be like, oh, go, will be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, one it's, sentence it's, behind. <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay to feel like that every now and then. Yeah, you, you, you don't need to be like a, like fully switched on all of the time. I you think know? you just get fried sometimes, man, you know, with everything going on. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. My brain's yeah. just like, you know, yeah, just fried, bro. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You want to do more, but you just don't have enough time in a day, really. All right, so... You've also kind of got into collecting things. Yeah. And how did that kind of come about? The The collection of things, I think that probably started with my father. He was a bit of a collector of things, like a bit of a, I wouldn't say hoarder, but he just he loved things, like collecting things, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, when I would see him, my mum would always be like, oh, don't. Don't buy him any more crap, like toy guns and shit. I was like, okay. And so she's like, you got to buy something practical because obviously they're broken up, you know, when I was quite young. Yeah. And so she was like, buy him some shoes for school or something like that. Yeah. So when I catch up with my father, like maybe once a month or every two months, he'd buy me a pair of sneakers or something like that so mm. that I could actually wear. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, that affiliated with, you know, the connection with him that obviously he wanted to see me and like, you know, treat me to something um, he would buy me sneakers. Mm. So I think, um, you know, I just fell in love with sneakers then obviously in two ways, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. And also like, we just always, I keep, I was just, you know, collecting comics and basketball cards. And I don't know. I just, I love collecting things and I love like watching their value grow as well. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you hear about this, oh, you know, I had Michael Jordan rookie card when I was 10 years old and I used to <coughs> throw it to my mate in the park. And now all of them, yeah, you had to put that in the PGS, PGA, you know, case and got it graded and all that stuff. You'd, you'd have a fair bit of money in your bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that idea that things become incrementally more valuable. Yeah, that's that makes great. sense. Yeah, that's totally yeah. great. But also it's a gift and a curse. It is a gift and a curse. It's a, it's a fucking curse as well. I've only really started collecting stuff like as I've gotten older. No, mm. I think because we moved around quite a bit when I was yeah. younger, mm. we had to like either throw stuff out or we couldn't take it, and you know, like all that type of stuff. Yep. So, um, so I totally, I totally get the whole collecting things. And there's a diff, yeah. There's a fine line between collecting, being cool and crazy, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, you can get someone's house and you'd be like, "Bro, you need to chill." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you see the, like, like, I've been to places where there's just boxes, like, around, you know, you're just like, bro, come on, man. You need to chill, bro. You know, like, seriously, like, uh, sell some, you I know, mean, or do something. I, I mean, there's that, there's that, um, there's a couple of TikTok videos going around where it's this chick, she's like, do you want to know why he's not answering or replying to your text messages? And then it flips over to the, to another scene and the guy's got like this, like, Transformer light up remote control car oh, yeah. or something. You know, yeah, like a, <laughs> because it's it's that's the shit we wanted when we were growing up. Yeah, and now they got it, and they're like, it's not even them buying it, bro. It's us. Well, it's it's this. It like I think toy manufacturers are smart because all the retro stuff from like the seventies and the eighties kind of like coming back mm. and they realize that the, those children that had those things then mm -hmm. are now adults and have money <coughs> and want to, and want to relive those memories or those times. That's the same with anything like 
sneakers, yeah. anything. Like you just, you know, you like, yeah, you, we, like you get to the end of your life and you're like, I want to buy that Mustang I had when I was 18, you know, cruising around, picking up chicks, you know. <laughs> like you kind of get to that stage of <laughs> Why did you wait till you were 80? <laughs> well, because I guess you want to relive the feeling that you had, not so much the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the times true. you had, like it's like, you know, the way they said the music between your like 18 to 25 is the most influential music of your life because it's the time where you have the craziest time. Yeah. Well, I did. I don't know about you. But. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, 18 to 21 was pretty crazy. I moved here when I was 21. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so it was... From yeah. New Zealand, bro? N- nah, bro. From, from <laughs> Perth. <laughs> um... Yes, so you've brought a collection. Well, I didn't bring up. I didn't bring a collection. I you, um, you, you brought some of your collection. I just because well, when we were talking, like what I was like, what we want to talk about, you know, what I mean, we'll talk about me, talk about whatever cooking or whatever. But um, he's like, well, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about some sneakers or sneaker culture and, and, and the fashion and the and the culture behind it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can have a chat about that. I bought yeah. some stuff. So I'm, um. Going back to it's a gift and a curse. Like, so you got to really be careful about like just get, collecting pairs and then them just collecting dust. Like, I think you have to be smart as you get like progressively further in the in the culture and in the understanding of like what to buy and what not to buy. Just buy what you like. Mm. Always buy your size. Like, don't buy that something that's not your size because some people do that and they resell it or whatever. Whatever. If you want to be a reseller, that's fine. Do what you want to do. But then also just buy your size so that it's least wearable. You know what I mean? And also... Um, what do you mean least wearable? Because I feel like some people just buy a pair of sneakers for the sake because they can only get it in that size. Because like obviously right. there's obviously like as sneakers are in high demand for certain styles, especially when it comes to like collaborations and stuff like that, they, then they, they sell out quite quickly. So people might see a size that's not theirs come up and then they just buy it and then they try and resell it and stuff to buy the original. But, I mean, I've done that a few times and it's never worked for me. Hang on. So so there are collaborations for sneakers? 100%. Like, yeah. Like, like, like different brands will go, hey, let's work together and make a sneaker together? That is pretty much the basis of a lot of the sneaker culture. Yeah. Really? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, hundred percent. The roots go deep on this thing. Like you can get entangled in it very well. Don't I? Entangled. Entangled. Trying entangled. to get that word out. Probably. Yeah. 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 So yeah, obviously, like I'm wearing like a. Also, I don't know. There's another, you know, hot topic Ye- Yeezy or whatever like that. So I got like a Yeezy called a foam runner in uh, it's Onyx colorway they call it, and this is like the most comfortable shoe I've ever put on my feet, hands down. Like. Just crazy comfortable, but also the design. They actually, they 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 deposit like an algae based plastic into like a mold, right? It's sort of in like that like three D printed sort of sneakers. Really big in the market right now. People love it. People love the idea that it's just like, just like I think that could be the future of a lot of like slides and not enough whole sneakers, but like just you know like a general sort of slide on sneaker. Yeah, could be something <coughs> that you just end up buying because everyone's just gonna have a three D printer at home. You know, mm. everyone's like, oh, did you, uh, did you feel the three D printing up today, darling? No, I forgot to fill it up. You it's, know, it's very much like Back to the Future when when Marty went to the future and mm. like they're just the pressing the buttons and then things just like appear because they were all like made. Mm. Speaking of Back to the Future, there's a pair of sneakers in that called the Air Mags. 
that is probably one of the most famous sneakers of all time. And Except it's the one that, like, like the Nike lace ups. Yeah, yeah, that's called the Air Mag. That that sneaker, I think uh, I don't know how many units they made, but that goes for upwards of seventy five thousand US. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, and that's probably like probably maybe even going up hundreds of grand. What's wow. yeah, well, that's like a hundred and something thousand dollars Australian. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's madness. Bro, there's, there's people that are obsessed with you know yeah. sneakers and sneaker culture. I, I guess, um, I guess it, it if you're really passionate about it and passionate about the kind of like subculture, like you like, and you're you've turned it into a business, mm. you know, like you kind of have to. There's a lot of avenues there for yeah. it. Like you can do, you know, you can be like a reseller or whatever. Like, or you can just be a collector, like myself. I'm pick and choose, and you know, like I, I go for more the the crazy arts of it all. You know, like I want my right. my sneakers to look like an art piece in a sense. Yeah. Um. But then you know, there's um there's heaps of stores out there. But yeah, like I mean, there's lots of avenues when it comes to um you know the reason why you collect sneakers. Yeah. I think. Right. I think it's just more of a pa- like a passion hobby for me. So is there um, a particular brand that you prefer or what? Well, um, I'll try and grab some of these over here and we'll have a look at them. Yeah. Um, so like I said, there's like different collaborations. Ugh. Like, okay. Let's try and get some of these on camera. All right. So, um, yeah, so I brought some in for us to have a look at um and when we talk about collaborations it's usually like a designer or a high-end designer or someone like an artist or someone that's like got their own sort of store set up or you know something that they've done that they've already done that like a major brand wants to collaborate with them yeah yeah that makes sense yeah so like something like this so this is like uh yoshi yotomoto which is a japanese designer i hope i said that right because my australian accent always butchers stuff right it was like, sounded right. It. It sounded. Right. <laughs> um but this is uh this is a silhouette that um is like uh, this is like a adidas silhouette that they've they've created for him as a as a designer yeah and so like it's just really unique and let's say really unique shape yeah um and it's like got a leather upper and like rubber sole um it's, it's fucking cool like it looks like a spaceship or something yeah it does right? look like a spaceship but like Imagine when you put wearing these, them but like i think there's a lot of like uh, i think fashion is 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 important for individuality yeah i mean you don't have to spend a fortune to look like you can go ob shop and get some crazy outfit and put it on you know like it doesn't and pe- matter and, and people do that right yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. um and this is another one by adidas which recently come out this is the fear of god um and this is jerry lorenzo um it got a little bit of hate but it's like a supposed to be a basketball sneaker but well why a little bit of hate um i think there was a, a um i think there was a little bit of uh people waiting so long for it and then when they got it they were just they weren't that happy with it or something but i think it's cool but right i mean it's probably like the expectations around the hype well, I think, it, yeah, uh, maybe I, I can only speak for myself, but I really, I like the silhouette, but, um, I think, yeah, maybe, uh, the, the length of it coming out took too long and the expectations were too high. And because it was out so long, it didn't just didn't hit the market the right. way it should have. 
I think it's that that is interesting, like having the right lead time yeah. of like marketing, you yeah. know. I think. It's like Grand Turismo 6. They told us it's coming out and it's going to be like a year away. Like, <laughs> it's like, why did you even say anything? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> maybe, right? maybe their global sales for GTA 5 went down. So uh, like, ah, how many times like, can they remake like, that game? Yeah, man? I, <laughs> I mean, not remade it, but like, it's, I've got it on like four platforms now. But come how on. Many, how many times <laughs> can they like have a game where you like, you know, run people over with a car? There's, just, there's probably other games, but no one's done it better. So those two were Adidas? Yeah, this is a Nike silhouette now. So that's an Adidas silhouette. No, I don't have a lot of, like, I know there's a lot of other brands out there, like Asics and Solomons and yeah. all these other brands, but um, I just don't collect them. Like, I only really stick to, like, Adidas and Nike. That's just what I like. So. Yeah, it's just what you like. I only buy what I like. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I did a podcast the other day. This, this podcast is not sponsored by Nike, but who knows? Well... I'm here if you want to talk. Nike or Adidas, if you want to, like, you know, compete. Was that Georgie's? Because I listened to that the other day. Yeah, it was fucking funny. It's cool. It's so good seeing, like, people that I've introduced to you coming on there. Well, not introduced, but, like, you know, know, I mean, like, you know, mutual friends. You know what I mean? So good, bro. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I love doing this. Yeah. Because, like, I've I've met so many people already. And they've told me me so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there is something about just getting the reps in, you know, yeah. like get the reps in and you practice and like, I'll look back at the first one, uh, and yeah, it was good, but then I could, I can tell my, mm. the difference in my, I guess, performance of 100%, like even from the podcast. last, you know, yeah. what you're up to like 18, 19, 20 around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, who, how many people do you know have listened to Joe Rogan's first podcast? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't start listening to that. There was like 1000 something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, he had to start somewhere and like, he's probably one of the biggest podcasters in the world. Yeah. Like he gets well, like he millions is, of views now. He is now. the biggest podcaster. He is the big, yeah. Which, you know, like, and it, he's just so good at it as well. Like yeah. he just gets people in that he's happy to say that are smarter than him yeah. to talk some smart shit. And I want to yeah. learn that smart shit because I want to be a dumbass. Yeah, so yeah. let's just listen. Exactly. You know, I love, I love it. Exactly. So yeah. I think um, we we're talking about, um, well, obviously collaborations and, and obviously this was one of my favorite collabor- collaborators of all time. Yeah. So this is, pardon me, hitting me that, uh, red, <laughs> that Red Bull. This is Virgil Abagol. Sorry if I got that name wrong, but that's just um, how Australians say it, mate. All right. Give us a break. Um, and he was super creative in the way that he wanted to change so many elements of the base of a sneaker. Yeah. Like if you can see here, this is like an Air Force One. Now, this isn't the most popular silhouette. Like he, this was probably one of the least popular silhouettes he'd done, but I wanted to bring something in that was like absolutely crazy yeah. and like just kind of like blow your mind on like what, what and people and, doing and the fact that it's got a Grim Reaper on it as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That is cool. It'll take your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a sneaker soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a sneaker soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's, yeah. actually, it's actually a shoe that I would probably wear. Yeah, yeah, that's it is. It, I think, like, once you wear it and it kind of these little bits fall off a bit, like, it'd probably be a little bit more easier mm. to rock. Mm. But in saying this, like, he um, unfortunately passed away, I think it was last year, which mm. is really sad because he, he was one of the, the, the best in the game, doing some of the best. And some of his sneakers, like the Jordan 1 Chicago high that he did, was, like, is still today one of the most sought after sneakers in the world. Yeah, right. Like he did like a Jordan one. He made it, which his brand is called Off White, 
So he's he's his brand off white collaborated with Nike. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I see what you mean by this whole like collaboration thing and kind of like creating something that's unique for both brands to mm. kind of like tap into um, like individual brands markets you yeah. know, from another brand perspective. So hundred yeah. percent. Well, it's just like getting fresh eyes on something. Yeah. It's like when you collaborate with a f- like a, f- a fellow photographer, you're like, Hey, like, what do you reckon we should do this? And they'll have a totally different vision on how it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes art as well. You know, yeah. like changing things and, and looking at things from different perspectives. And that's why some of these sneakers, not all of them, but some of them are super desirable. And, and and super limited as well. Yeah, and yeah. that's I guess what makes it a collector's item, right? Exactly, or a collector, a, a like li- becoming a collector of it because uh, it's harder to obtain. Yeah, yeah. If it's a limited run and it's a collaboration, yep. like you know, yeah. yeah. And then like with those elements, you're gonna get hype. Yeah, because that's how that's how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, hype is people wanting something they can't have. You know, so exactly. Yeah, and then um, I'll finish with these two. So obviously, we've got um, this is so I, I, I want to bring this one in for you today because um, this was one that kind of started the game for me when I, I got really into like collecting sneakers and um, you know. So was this your first one? No, I wouldn't say it was you? my. It wasn't my. It wasn't my first one, but I feel like this one pushed me further to to gotcha. really push like to to collect more sneakers even though it is a gift and a curse we've already touched base on that but yeah, yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> you got to be picky with what you buy but this obviously is a is called a yeezy 350 there's a there's a few versions of it but um this sneaker the way he did this and the silhouette and the comfortability of it all and just everything at the time when this came out the biggest shoe at the, on the market was the Roche. the mm. remember the nike Roshi? I think so. It was kind of like this sort of shape, but he, yeah. and he was like, you know, it looked, it doesn't look anything as good as this. Um, and then he was like, oh, okay, well, we want to find a market for that, but we want to create hype around it. So he, he produced this, this was, I think his first silhouette with Adidas that mm. he ever did. Mm. Now, I don't know if this is the first colorway. I think there's another colorway that came out. This is the pirate black. But when this came out, it was bananas. Like people lost their minds. Like I know there's more back in the day with like pigeon dunks and stuff like that. There's been hype throughout the sneaker culture since sneaker culture was a thing. So there's a lot of potassium <laughs> what? thrown around. Potassium? Yeah. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> You're a classic. Um, sorry for the bad dad jokes, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> That's cool. It's bad. It's sorry, bad. sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what did sushi A say to sushi B? Sushi A, sushi B, wasabi. <laughs> clean up an all E for Eli. <laughs> oh, that's classic, bro. You should just do the whole podcast like that next time. The whole podcast like this, it's a voice changer. <laughs> $2,000 or we knock off your son. <laughs> Give me the money in the bin. Ah. I think that's um that's creepy, bro. Don't ever call anyone with that voice ah. over. <laughs> hey, I haven't I haven't called anybody on the podcast just yet, but uh, I know there's Bluetooth capability for this thing. So um, That would be cool. Just like, uh, can we get a uh, phone a friend, please? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like dial someone into the podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. Ha- how about we, like, call Siri, you know? Like, <laughs> that'd be fucking... That'd be, hey, you're uh, live at the minute, and, uh, yeah, we just want to ask you a question. Uh, is, uh... <laughs> yeah, what's his shoe collection like? And he says that he likes Asian food. Is that true? <laughs> Ten points. 50-50. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, so that was the Yeezy So obviously, yeah, like that created a lot of buzz and, and hype. And, and obviously, like that that sneaker when it came out was like 200 bucks. But then at that time, like yeah. when people couldn't get it, it was selling for like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> but I mean, the last sneaker we have that I'm going to talk about um, is probably the most popular silhouette and was on most people's list as the best sneaker of last year that mm. that that came out the whole year like the ho- the best sneaker that came out the whole year any brand any platform anything so hang on a minute there are sneaker awards not sneaker awards but i think like it's more like if i said if you said to me oh, i like sneakers but i don't know what to buy what was the best sneaker last year this right does that make sense yeah on most people's oh, this is going to be people like i didn't like it yeah i didn't like it cuz i don't like green like cool whatever you know, but most people would agree with me. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. It is what it is. Okay. You get what you get. You don't get upset, right? Yeah, that's right. So this was super popular for a couple of reasons. Um, Obviously, this silhouette, this is called a Jordan 4. This is probably one of the most popular silhouettes in the market right now. Like most people love this silhouette. And I've mm. loved it since years ago. Like it's it's always been a crazy silhouette. Uh, I think the – I could be wrong, but I think it's Tinker Hatfield who was the original designer of most of these <laughs> – Bro, your knowledge of the designers or like who's made what, I'm just like amazed. Yeah, well, I'm passionate about things that I do and so things that I put my energies in. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. I could be wrong, though. I could fuck that up. I, I, I know Tinker Hatfield did one or two of them. I it's could right. be wrong. Sounds I could be impressive. Wrong. Oh, no, I think he, I, I could be wrong. I can't remember. Okay. I, I'll probably fuck that up. All right, all right. Anyway, I know he was one of the major designers in the original couple of Jordans. Um, but, um, yeah, so the reason why this was so popular is it's one of the most popular silhouettes, but also what they did is they collaborated with their own company. So, like, obviously all these other couple of Irishians, like, oh, Yeezy coming in, he's going to throw his weight around, you know, swinging mm. dick style, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Yeezy, I want this. What they did was they they collaborated with two f- uh, franchises within their own um, organization. organization. Exactly. So this is, like, the, obviously there's, like, you know, Nike running and there's Nike sports and mm. then there's Nike skateboarding and then there's a the Jordan brand which is, has its own sort of you know um style and and and, and revenues and money that spends and whatever and mm. you know producers mm, mm. so what they did was they collaborated a Nike with a Nike SB with a Jordan brand to create a skating shoe mm. so this is actually a skating shoe and what they did is they 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 changed a lot of the leathers and uppers and rubbers and and, and made it more skatable which yeah. you'd have to be Blaming mad, like only, you know, famous skaters got these in fashion, but um, they made like a lot of the rubbers a lot softer and the insoles and they took the plate out of it to give you more like, like foot room and stuff like that. And is, is it because they found that skaters were wearing Jordans? Yes. So skaters originally were like, cause I think back in the day, like we used to be able to get Jordan ones just sitting on shelves, which is like unusual. It was unusual for a couple of years, but it's, it's happening more now, but. They used to skate in them because they used to go on sale. And mm. the, the skaters loved them because they're all uh, leather upper and stuff. So they worked really well for skating. Yeah. And then a lot of people in the – I don't know exactly who it was, but they found a market – Nike found a market for using a similar silhouette but like a dropped 
like height on the on the Jordan One to yeah. create the Nike SB, which looks like a dunk. It's pretty much a dunk, yeah. but it's just got like different like um, cushions Pat- and paddings and and, and, yeah, and yeah. board blastings and stuff <coughs> through there and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so yeah, like I said, this was this is was my favorite sneaker of last year. I don't know. It's a pretty cool silhouette, though. It just yeah, it's really it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's the colors and the the the. Um, off-white of it like the off-white leather and yeah just a cool sneaker and also like actually um i don't know but they say that jordan himself hates great green jordans right so like you see a little bit less green jordans in any other colorway gotcha i don't know why that is but that's what they reckon maybe he's all not green a- all green i think the, there's a pair there's a pair of shoes from mark Wahlberg for the Wahlbergers. It's completely green and it's super rare and it's worth like 150,000 US or something. It's ridiculously expensive. Wow. Sneakers can go insane. And considering like th- these sneakers will in 10 years be unwearable. Like this will all break down. So they only have a limited life. Right. If you make, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because they break down. What about if you, um, what about if you get them vacuum? I think there's, 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 there's things you can do, but I think there's, some, most of them, they'll all break down. But at the end of the day, you're not really going to wear them though, are you? I think, um, I think I, I do wear a lot of my sneakers. Okay. Yeah. There's some that I do hold. I do like to hold them for a few years, see how they go on the market. If, yeah. if I want to keep them, if I want to sell them. Cause they do, they can become too expensive to wear or too rare to wear. What? what does that mean, too expensive to wear? Like they're worth too much money that I can't justify wearing them, so I'll probably sell them. Because I mean, like, you know, like, you know oh, money right. is money. Right, you know? right, right. Okay. I'd rather, if someone was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this to toe, then I was like, right, go for it, man. That Awesome. And, you know, sometimes I'll just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just wear them. Yeah. You know, if I, you know, just rock them. But I don't actually get to wear a lot of sneakers because, like, obviously I like, I like sneakers because I dance and I always like to have nice sneakers on when I'm, when I'm dancing or making choreography or to teaching a class yeah yeah but yep. and um but then you know you wouldn't wear these to, to teach a class yeah you know exactly I mean? it's, there's, i mean you're supposed to skate not, them but i don't it's think probably not functional uh yeah you can i can pretty much dance in anything man okay yeah i've danced in timberlands before okay heaps of stuff yeah right yeah, right right yeah so um thanks so much for bringing the sneakers and just nah, getting, bro. getting a bit of an insight into that whole sneaker culture and yeah i think um stuff like that i think it's cool for people to um like i think if you if you're interested in sneakers then um it's cool to um have a have a passion or hobby for it um and the more you dive in the more you enjoy it but it is a gift and a curse you got to be smart you know yeah you can't be buying sneakers every week or unless you got the, you know it, you know unless you've got a disposable income exactly like bro and i don't so i've just got to be smart you know sometimes i pass them on sometimes i keep them just try and keep it like to a certain amount you know yeah 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 so what's uh what's plans for 2024 for eli 2024 bro it's hard to hear that sometimes because i keep forgetting <laughs> we're in you know i know and we're in february already I know, it's like crazy, bro. This year is just gonna go like that. It always like, does. Though. Super it always, fast. It always flies by. I don't know, man. Like, um, like I said, I just took on a new role with, um, pretty much the company that I've been working for, um, as an executive, uh, chef. So, yep. um, just trying to focus on my energies on that, and um, I really like the, you know, the business partners I have. So, um, I really want to make it work and 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 be successful in that, and hopefully, um, be able to continue my success outside of that in like my my dancing and stuff when things 
kind of calm down and, and level out a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I think I just really uh, focusing on um, obviously my beautiful girlfriend um, and spending time with her and shout out to Siri <laughs> and um, just, you know, trying to create a life with her. I still need to get you to braid my hair, Siri. Yes. The braid master. I miss, she used to braid my hair. It was cool when I had long hair, remember? That was fucking cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, just, um, just trying to, you know, I guess just, uh, you know, focus on my fitness. Yeah. And, um, I really want to get back to teaching hopefully soon. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to buy maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That's on this market's a bit, a bit, a bit all over the shop at the minute. So yeah. I'm not think, any rush. I think it is a little, little bit all over the shop. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, well, that's exciting, man. Like, I mean, congrats as well for like starting a new role and mm. doing all of that. And um, I've still yet to come to your other locations. Yeah, so I yeah. will do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, test out the coffee there and the food and stuff yeah. like that. Well, come, yeah, come, come and see me over at um, Levi and Marambina yeah. or um, my other venue that um, I have my current chef running is uh, Frank's, which is you're quite familiar with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 You enjoy it there. So. Well, uh, as I've mentioned to a couple of people already. Tion, I remember I listened to that podcast. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking legend, that guy, bro. I love it. He's guy. a legend. Bro, but like, he's so good. I bro. was living here for a whole year before I, I decided to walk into Frank's because I knew yeah. that I would be in every single day. And now I am literally in every single day. Yeah. You got to get your hit, bro. Got to hit. <laughs> your chai hit. The chai. The fact oh, I'm on this like muffin roller coaster now. Bro, you gotta chill with those muffins, man. Bro, what <laughs> is going on with the milk chocolate and the berries? It's all shit that tastes good, man. That's what it is, you know? know. It's just sugar. It's so bad. Gotta get in the keto. So Give up the sugar for a while. Yeah. Give up the sugar for a while, then you'll you'll crave it less. It's like it's like anything. Like once you once you hit it, you're just like, Yeah, that's true. That's can't true. stop, can't stop, need that's, more. That's true. That's up true. and downs. <laughs> Um, so where can people find you if they want to talk to you about sneak culture or like dance or, um, I really, I don't really do a lot. I mean, obviously we're going to work on some cooking videos and I've done a few cooking videos and stuff. Oh so yeah. I'm keen to do a video with you. I'm keen to do some like sneak videos as well. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I, th I think, yeah, it's tricky to do. Cause like what it, I don't know. We'll, we'll work something now. We'll work something. We'll, we'll, something, something. We'll, we'll do another. In, maybe in the pipeline. Maybe maybe we'll do like a like a weekly or monthly kind of sneaker recap. Yeah. Even you know maybe if people like it and they're like, oh, I want to hear what what's going on in the sneaker world. I mean, yeah. I, I'm in this. We're in Australia though, so obviously the America has a lot more releases and a lot more availability and a lot but, more culture around it. But it's but, still here, but still like present. The, yeah, there's no reason why we we can't like review stuff here that's been released over there. Hundred percent, man. If people want it, I'm I'm keen. I'm mm. keen. I'm I'm always keen to do some stuff to talk about stuff I'm passionate about, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, if people want it, I'm keen as. But um, yeah, well, um, probably so best in Instagram. Instagram mostly. Um, I have a sneaker one, but it's just sort of uh, been a bit lazy with it. Um, and so you can just find me at Eli the Chef Bay. Yep. And it's like one thing. Yep. And I think there'll be probably there will be a link there or somewhere up around underneath, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put the link. I'll, I'll, um, I'll put something that pops up. Yeah, it's just like that's just like my lifestyle one, bro. Just like cooking and dancing and stuff, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, like I said, I'm not massive self-promoting, so you know, you can follow me if you want. I, I just I'll, live in my life, just I'll, a dude living his life. I'll promote you, brother. <laughs> um, I'll promote you to my number one promoter. You need to come and live here every single day so you can hype me up. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I love hyping people up, bro. <laughs> uh, you know? It's funny. Amazing. Well, th- again, thanks so much for coming along. Thanks for, the for having me, man. Like, I had a, um, I had a blast. It's been we'll, so fun. We'll do it again. Yeah, it was just like a normal conversation between us. Really, man. Just, we just talked about some stuff that we know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'll make sure we have some beers in here next time. Oh, we'll do a night. We'll do a night one. We'll do a night session. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a night one. Beers and, um, for sure, man. Yeah, I'd love to come back and do it sometime soon. And, um, yeah, I, like just keep on doing what you're doing, man. Like respect and, you know, like like I said, I love podcasts and I think it's the new, it's the future. It's the future of, of, of just learning about people and learning about things. And yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's so many holes in the market for it. Exactly. There's so many. And like especially here, like I only know a few people that are doing here, but like most of my podcasts come from the U.S. Yeah. Well, let's talk to some people here. Like, we've got cool people here. Let's have some. Yeah, hundred percent. And and the creative avenues that you're going through as we, well. We definitely have some cool people here. Like, yeah. it's just madness. Yeah, it's madness. And we need more platforms for those people. Like, I know they're out there. Like, I have a few friends that do like you know business stuff and mindset stuff and stuff like that. But I mean, like, I like when you were starting this. I was like, I'm gonna do photography. I'm like, let's do creatives, bro. Yeah, you know? creatives. Yeah. Creatives is the way to go because you can talk to anyone that's creative, and there's so many avenues of creativity. Exactly. So that's exactly. sick and big us, man. And yeah, cool, bro. Just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, amazing. Thanks everyone for listening Thanks, in. Thanks, guys. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification button, and uh, catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Oh.